Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. With the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. It is Sunday, February 18th, 2018. If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com. Scroll down to Lynn Rounds Tree Picture and click on that. That will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, And let me welcome Joe in Germany to the chat room. Hey, Joe, good to see you again, as always, as always. All right, so I am talking to trumpeter Lynn Roundtree today. Um, he has a brand new CD called Stronger Still, and it features Adam Hawley, David Stevens, Skinny Hightower, Marcus Anderson, and Jessica, is it Jessica Jolia? Yeah, Jessica Jolia. Jessica Jolie. Welcome back, Lynn. Thank you for having me, Jazz Queen. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. How... Um, how high are you on this new release right now? Number one single and everything. Well, if if I get any higher, then I'd be arrested. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I uh, well, no, seriously, it's uh, it's a testament to you know how long I've I've been doing this. This is my sixth mm-hmm. project, and uh, you know I've got I just looked on iTunes and I just hit the hundred song mark on iTunes that are that I've either uh, written or recorded or recorded with somebody else. So. Of you had oh, a blend wow. around you, the hundred songs there. So whenever you ask anybody, you know, what does it take uh, to be successful in this industry? And I haven't even uh, hit anything where I call, you know, any type of uh, success because I'm still going. But it, it takes that much, and so that's why I call this record stronger still because, uh, you know, I could have given up a long time ago, but you know, kept plugging away. Finally, after six records, uh, I'm able to 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 say that I have a number one Billboard hit. Uh, in contemporary jazz, and it was it was number one on the national Billboard charts for three weeks. So I'm very very excited, very high. But that's validation, and uh, certainly I'm going to continue to push forward because now it's validation for me that all the work and everything that I've done thus far uh, is 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 doing. I've been doing the right thing. It, it, it's what wow. I should be supposed to be doing. So, well, congratulations to you. That's awesome. Thank you. You know, I was thinking back on the first time I interviewed you. Um, it was about your CD, Something Good. And that oh, was, yeah. um, man, I came across that CD because the station, Pamela Black, um, she works at the uh, station. Pamela Black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were um, giving away CDs. And she called me uh-huh. up and asked me if I wanted some CDs. And I said, yes. And Something Good was in the stack of CDs that I received. And um, the show was new at the time, um, and I was like, well, let me see if I can get this young man on. And I appreciate you giving me that opportunity back then. Um, But, yeah, I I look at that CD, and I say, oh, man, I interviewed this guy in, what, 2009, 2010, somewhere in there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Uh, I was just as excited to speak with you as I am today. So it's 
it's a different day, same same thing. We're still we're still at it, and you know I appreciate you having uh, lasted this long uh, in, in the form that you're in, and having exposed a lot of people to a lot of different music that they otherwise wouldn't have been able to to, to hear or, or be exposed to. So you are yeah. you and your programs like yours are essential to our success. Oh, well, it's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed doing it. And I can say I finally got the chance to see you perform live, not in another state, but in my own hometown here in Las Vegas. Man, that was such a great show. And I was so happy to be able to see you perform. um, Oh, we had a great time, too. You guys guys were so great, great, great uh, lovers of the music. And it it couldn't have been a better evening. And it was nice. The weather was a little hot. In the daytime, yes. but it cooled off at night, and and, uh, and we just had a good old time. Yes, indeed, I agree. Yes, indeed. So, with this new release, Stronger Still, how are you feeling now between something good and Stronger Still? How are you feeling about your music, and how have you grown? Well, as I said, you know, Stronger Still or Something Good was my second project. This is now my sixth project, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's the third project I've released on. Trippin' and Rhythm Records is uh, it's a, it's a major label, and uh, they you know embraced me a couple you know a couple CDs back. I had been watching my career, and and they felt like you know I had a sound that uh, it was distinctive, and that you know was was something uh, to push forward in the future. And they invested in me, and this is the manifestation of that. You know, stronger still. Uh, you know, again, you know when you sign to a label, you're you're wondering, well, first of all, why me? Then then, then the pressure comes in to live up to the expectation uh, of of being uh, associated with such with such an esteemed uh, recording outfit with with a lot of great players, and uh, you know to now be at, at the front at, and and at the top of, of the label with this with this CD, uh, it's just it, to me it's just it, it's awesome. It is it's just an awesome feeling. Again, I, I don't get too high and I don't get too low in this business. Uh, you want to remain consistent because, you know, in this business, it's here today, gone today. So you always want to continue mm. to strive and, and, and make sure you're you're doing the right things to push forward. But it is. got to st- step back and kind of smell the roses at, at what I've been able to accomplish. This CD, uh, again, is a manifestation of uh, of everything that I've uh, I've been able to learn uh, and fuse into my music. Uh, it, it's It's easier to create music now. It's easier okay. because I have a better understanding of what my sound is, a better mm-hmm. understanding of of of, of better uh, control over my instrument, uh, and and you know and and just you know seeing where I've been this far and, and listening to what you know where what what's the strongest points about what I do, my playing, my uh, my my writing, my production, and, and just taking that and, and using all of that and things that I could improve on, things that I didn't. I particularly like sounds that I didn't like, uh, styles of of of, uh, of playing that I, I tried to do but wasn't successful at doing. So I sat back and said, well, "Why am I doing it? You know, why don't I just stick back to, to doing what I know, what I like, and you know, you know, to doing that." And that's what Stronger Still is. From every song on that on this record is 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 a testament to that. Is what I wanted to play, what I wanted, what I what I heard, what I felt, and how I wanted to play it. And um, you know, it's. Uh, you hear it in, in, in the music. A lot of people listen to the CD and saying, "Hey, you know, this reminds me of your very first project, Groove Tree, which again was a project that I had no, uh, no, no preconceived notions about how to play or what to play. I just wrote the music that I thought would be best. Didn't know what smooth jazz was. Didn't know what smooth jazz radio wanted or didn't want. 
I just wrote the music, and so it, okay. it, it's a it's it's a throwback to to my first record, uh, and I've come full circle, I believe, on this record. Now you say you have a better understanding of your sound now. Um, was there a particular CD um, that you realized that, or just a particular instant that came that brought you to that realization? Well, you know what, and that's, it's interesting you ask that. It's you know I, I tell people when they write music, I'm like the music that interprets well live uh, is generally and the music that you feel most comfortable playing live. Because there's songs that we we write and that we record that, you know, when 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 you try to interpret them live or play them live, it doesn't give you the same energy. You don't feel, you know, that great about playing it. Sometimes you you can't really lock in on on how to play it live. It's not your most mm. comfortable live performance. You know, a studio song sometimes doesn't correlate well live and vice versa. So I just say, look, you know, what are the songs that I like to play live? You know, what what kind of music do I, do I find myself always putting in my live set? And there were certain types of songs that I like to put in my live set. And so I said, well, you know what, that's that's what I should be writing. That's the music I should be recording. The music that, mm-hmm. you know, interprets well live, the music that I feel like I can play well live, the sound that I can get, you know, that's what we're going to go in the studio and do. And, and I touched on that in Soul, in Soul Funky. You know, Soul Funky, most of those songs on Soul Funky, my last album, my fifth project, you know, I can, I can play live. In fact, we did a live version of a song that I do all the time, every day. And that song, I play that at every single show. So, you know, to get to get those that 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 feeling of uh, being able to play the songs live and put it on record is where I'm going with this CD. And that's that's where where you hear the sound, and that's where I'm most comfortable. Okay. All right. Well, let's take a listen um, to some of this music off of his new release, Stronger Still. And I'm going to start with the song that was number one um, on the Billboard charts, and it's called Pass the Groove. Tell me about this one. Pass the Groove is, it, we called it, I named it after how it took form. And, uh, you know, I, I had some songs, some of the songs on Stronger Still, you asked, you know, were songs that I had written years ago, uh, like three or four of the tunes I had written years back in 2008, 2007, I never put them on a record because I really, I didn't know, you know, where to go with some of the melodies on it. And I had other things, was working with other producers and we just, you know, tabled those songs. So with this CD, I said, you know, let me go back and, and, you know, pull up some of these productions that, that I really liked, but never used. And so I pulled them up. Uh, some of the sounds needed to be updated uh, because there's new types of sounds, new equipment. And so, you know, we got the bright idea to call up a guy named Michael Brony. Now, he's just not any guy. He's one of the, the top producers in the country, let alone smooth jazz. He's former music director for uh, for C.C. Peniston. He's got uh, umpteen hits under his belt in the smooth jazz genre. And he had kind of taken a hiatus from smooth jazz. And so to try and attract him out of his hiatus, because I know he wasn't doing smooth jazz full time, my my uh, uh, <clears throat> Jeff Lunt at the label, he and I got together. We said, well, why don't we send him a couple of these songs and see how he likes them and see if he could add some, you know, new flavor to them, you know, kind of bring them up to date with some, with some different sounds on them. And so we sent them to him. He absolutely loved them. We realized after working on those couple of songs that there was a certain synergy between myself and Michael Brony in terms of my production and my playing and the way he produced and where he played, uh, you know, uh, brought a record to life. 
And so he, he had a song that was kind of laying around. He said, hey, man, I got a song laying around that you know, I've had around for a while. I didn't really know what to do with it. He's like, but listening to your sound now, you might like it. I told him, I was like, well, pass it on over to me, man. I'll listen to it. And so he passed it over. When the, the, the second I heard that groove, I, I said, yeah, man, this is, this is me. This, this embodies the way I like to play. So I, and so I laid down some horn parts to it. Literally took me about two hours to lay down all the horn parts that you hear on, on Pass the Groove. There was no going back and forth and fixing any horn parts or doing this. I sent all those horn parts in because it just hit my soul. And then he, mm. he, he put the rest together. Uh, put Mel Brown on bass. Put um, uh, 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 put some you know uh, Freddie Fox on guitar, and uh, he 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 produced that thing, man. And, and out comes this gem, uh, and uh, and that's how that song came. Pass the groove. I was like, man, pass that groove on to me. I I'll, I'll take it. I love it. Thank you. And so that's what <laughs> that's what you get in this record. This is Lynn Roundtree's first number one single from his new release, Stronger Still, Pass the Groove.
Joe in Germany says, mission accomplished, grooving with the music that's hot. You can see why that was the number (laughs) one single on Billboard for Lynn. Hot track there. Very nice. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And it was it was easy, was it? That that track was easy to do. I've had tracks that were a lot lot more more uh, challenging to record and to play and try to figure out. They took longer to develop, and you know, I've had tracks that take taken over a year to develop. This thing, you know, we knocked it out because it just felt good from the start. Mm, it sounds good too. Nice track. Thank nice you. track. Thank yes. You. Now, I want to talk about your label mate, Skinny Hightower, who I am a big fan of. Um, he is also on this CD. Let's talk about your oh, yeah. um, time with him. Well, I, I, uh, he's, he was new to the label and come to the label. We like to you know, kind of embrace some of the guys coming onto the label uh, because the label, I, I think, is doing a great thing by, by trying to attract younger, um, fresher talent to try and uh, hold the mantle uh, of the smooth jazz genre, but also push it forward and, uh, and uh, you know, expose it to a younger demo uh, while maintaining the integrity uh, for, for the for a more mature demo that, that's there. And I think that embodies uh, what Skinny Hightower is all about. He's kind of a, kind of a throwback uh, uh, to, uh, to, to our jazz guys, to, uh, to you know, all the hippies on the corner uh, uh, music and all of that good stuff. Joe Sample. That's why I really you know because I love the playing of Joe Sample. So when I first heard uh, some of his stuff before he released it, I was like, man, I love this guy, man. I love the the, the tone. I love the, the 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 vibe that he has. And uh, he asked, could he? I play on a record. I played on one of his songs on his album. Uh, and uh, it, it just was a, some uh, natural synergy in where we were going with. With, with music. So, you know, I have a song um, on, on this record called Out the Box that uh, uh, I, it's one of the songs that I had actually had for probably the last 10 years. Um, and uh, I was just sitting there and I said, man, I, I, you know, I like the sound of the song. I love the vibe of the song. It's one of my favorite songs. It's my favorite song on the album. So I just love to kind of close my eyes and just listen to that, that groove, that vibe on, on Out the Box. Um, and, uh, and, and I think his keyboards fit perfectly, uh, and the flavor that he put over top of it fit perfectly. I had mm-hmm. everything recorded before he had his uh, his piano part down, in fact, and um, I was just looking for some something uh, extra on it. We don't have any guitars in the track. It's it's basically a a, a nice um, it's almost like a a, a chill type track, and uh, I didn't want any guitars in that. So, but. You know, I, I was searching to try and find the right sound. I, I listened to Skinny. I was like, you know what? I think Skinny's going to sound great over this. So I just sent him the track. He said, what do you want me to do? I said, man, just just play, man. Play. Put your vibe on it. And he put his vibe on it. He took some solo, took a solo at the end. And he did fit so well that I didn't want to touch the track anymore. Because, you know, he put his track, he put his part on. And I wanted to go down and lay something back on the back to kind of, uh, you know, take, you know, put some horn in the back end of the song. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to touch it because the way he he sets everything up in the bridge, where he peppers, yeah. you know, all the way through, he sets everything up at the bridge. I'm just going to let him have it at the end, man, because that sounds it, it just it just fits with the track. I don't even need to come in. Coming in with any more solos on my end would probably be too much. And I think that's another thing producers you have to know when to, when enough is enough mm-hmm. on a track. Mm-hmm. And I felt mm-hmm. like that 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 was enough, and, and so I just let it breathe, let it ride out. And it came out great. I think this song sounds really, really, really great. And it's a sleeper song on the album. 
I put it on, you know, I kind of designed my album to where, you know, it's, it's heavy Lynn Roundtree towards the back. You know, I, I guest producers and people at the front. Uh, but, you know, starting with Stronger Still, it's going, you know, heavy Lynn Roundtree production, heavy Lynn Roundtree vibe, uh, even more so. And that's the song sitting right perfectly in the Lynn Roundtree vibe part. All right. This is Out the Box with Skinny Hightower.
another nice track, very nice track, featuring keyboardist Skinny Hightower from Lynn Roundtree's yeah. new release, Stronger Still. I have your booking agent on the phone, Lynn. Mike, how are you? Hey, guys, what's going on? How's everything today? Good, good. What's up, Mike? What's going on, Lynn? Uh, I guess he can't play. He, he normally be on the golf course, but it might be a little cold <laughs> over there. Uh, got, I just finally got call him out, in out of the golf yeah. Out of the golf cart and uh, and, and on the phone. That's that's that. It must be something special. <laughs> no, actually, it's snowing here. It's, it's snow here yesterday. We we got. Oh, see, now I knew it was something. Knew it was something. Yeah, What's up, Mike? No, but uh, nothing much, man. But uh, <laughs> I just wanted to call in and everything, and um, you know, listen to the music, listen to the interview, and and just say that uh, you know, it's an honor to be working with uh, Lynn uh, and everything. I'm glad that he uh, you know, allowed me to work with him and everything, and that um, you know. I've been I've been rolling with Lynn since I think since he started I think when, years, when Lynn man. did the new kids on a block a new kids on a horn with Elon yeah yeah, yeah I mean, that's, years, that's when, when me and Lynn first met I met Lynn in Blues Alley and everything they they did a show down Blues Alley and everything and I met Lynn and uh, well, Mike's been, always, uh, Mike's great always brother. been promoting me he's been promoting me in 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 indirectly or inadvertently whatever you want to call it uh, from 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 the jump. So we finally just made it official. I was like, you know what? You've always, you know, spread the words, did right by me. And uh, so we just finally made it official, man. So, you know, yeah. if you want to see yeah. Lynn Roundtree in your city, man, call his brother up and uh, and let him know, and uh, he'll make it happen. Yes, we can get that done. But, uh, but Terry, and Terry knows, you know, I speak very highly of you, and, you know, because, like I said, you, you've always kept it 100, you know, ever since I met you, man. You, you've been the same. You're one of the nicest cats in the game. And uh, you got one of the hottest shows out there too, so definitely, man, definitely. Well, yeah, it, it, man. I just, I just want to, you know, let people see, you know, what we have going on. And I appreciate that. You know, I just want to, you just want to do right by the music, do right by the show, by by the fans, because I think some of these the fans are, you know, it's it's great to see what's going on in the, in, in the country with all of the, the the festivals and the shows and everything. I think they're sometimes getting shortchanged because they're not. Mm-hmm being um exposed to you know uh newer fresher artists out there doing doing mm-hmm. things and, and and oftentimes smooth jazz is one of the is, is, to me is the only genre that that doesn't really really get behind um newer artists and doesn't put yeah. mm-hmm. newer artists like they do it's some other genres i mean in rap they're always looking for the next artist and in gospel always looking for the next artist country pop they're always looking for the next artist and what that does a couple things it it, it pushes uh, the music forward. It keeps the music fresh, and it, embra- it, it introduces a whole new, fresh demo into that music. And it keeps the industry buoyant, and it keeps the industry strong. And, and that's why I think smooth jazz sometimes misses the mark. And, and they say, well, what's going on with smooth jazz? Why is it losing, losing audiences? Well, because it's not continuing to regenerate those audiences. The audience and people are there. They haven't gone anywhere. The, the mature crowd uh the audiences they're still there they're always going to be there the younger crowd isn't there because they're not being uh engaged and i think right. by pushing young younger artists newer fresher artists out it's not rocket science you push newer artists out attract newer people keep the industry afloat everybody uh is a win-win for everybody you know the promoters you know are successful they have successful shows everybody makes money everybody you know, enjoys the music because it's always not all about about money, but everybody continues to join music, and you know the, the business continues to, to to stay solid, and so we continue to have music. We send programs, and it just feeds off of everything. But it all starts with making sure that we we have strong, fresh talent 
to continue to replenish uh, the, the the stage and the and the shows and the performances. So I appreciate you guys being at the forefront in trying to push that that philosophy, which shouldn't be hard to push, but sometimes it is because it's common knowledge uh, to some of these festivals and and people. And we implore the the, the fans to do the same. Speak out. Some of the fans, you know, like to see you know these shows, like to go to the shows and and like to see the artists. But you know, if there are different people that you want to see. Don't I mean, you don't even have to name the people. Just tell some of the promoters, hey, we we want to see new people. We don't even have a name. We, we want to see. We love our legends. We love the people that that you continue to bring to these shows. But you know, we need to start seeing new people, or we're not going to continue to support the shows like we were before. And, and that's where it's really going to going to change and keep the music afloat, keep this business strong. Well, this is a conversation that Mike and I have always had for the last nine years. You know, and for years. <laughs> For years, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it needs to well, change. And, and that, I, I appreciate yeah. it. I appreciate it. But you know, and, and, then, not, and then not... to be honest with you, Terry and Lynn, me and Terry have had this conversation so much that we don't even have to even comment on that after you just laid it out like that. We we we're kind of tired of having this conversation. That's yeah, all really. Have, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you gotta repeat. You gotta repeat it. And and then again, you have to. It's not. It's not charity, you know. The newer artists should should be held to a, the same standard that, uh, you know, the traditional artists or you know the, the touring working uh, artists are are being held to. You know, can you put on a good show? Do you have a body of work? Uh, are you you know how is your business acumen? You know, is your performance, your stage performance, ready to be mm-hmm. on stage? Uh, are you, mm-hmm. Can you handle the the big stage? But there are a lot of acts that that can that just aren't getting. The, 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 the nod mm-hmm. and the exposure uh-huh. All we need is a door yeah. open We don't need to be pulled up We don't need to be We don't need any handouts All we need is a to, for you to open the door And give us a shot and If we give crash a on stage That's us But we're not yeah. even so, at, at sometimes being given the, the, the opportunities You know, yeah. we're given the opportunities But, you know, it's it's slow So I appreciate all the promoters out there Who are given the opportunities and, and are exposing us to the fans Because if I get in front of your fans it's a done deal. You, you know, Ooh, yes, we're, we're locked because 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 you know, I've I've weathered the storm and I've I've I've, I've learned and I've practiced. I'm nowhere near where I want to be, where I need to be. But certainly, I can I can come in and 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 make everybody and your and your audience feel good, and that's what it's all about. And listeners, don't be fooled by the fact that Lynn plays the trumpet. Don't let that fool you. I've been to his shows. He plays the trumpet very well, and he puts on a very good show. So if you're hesitant on seeing him live because he plays the trumpet, don't let that stump you, stop you. Go that, see him. That, that's, a, that's, that's, that's another story, too, with the trumpet players. Sometimes yeah. people don't they, – they don't associate trumpet trumpets being a, a solo yeah. instrument. I don't know where that came from because, you know, the founder of jazz, you know, you can't even say jazz without saying Louis Armstrong. You know, Louis Armstrong was mm-hmm. at the top. Then, then you have Dizzy Gillespie, and then you have, you know, Miles Davis, who who had the number one uh, touring jazz band in the in the history of of, of music, and, and then you have, you know, your Freddie Hubbards, you have, uh, you know, you have uh, your, your Herb Alberts, you have all of those guys. Chuck Man Jones has some, he's got the number one most requested smooth jazz song in the history of smooth jazz, which feels so good. So the trumpet players mm-hmm. at the top, sometimes that gets lost in translation. With with some of the some of the the promoting outfits where they just want to bring in saxophone players or, or guitar players, what have you, and it gets lost in the translation that 
trumpet is, is really the king of this music. And I got to, you know, stick my chest out for the trumpet players here because I, I hope there's some other trumpet players listening. We're all, we, we're, we got a tight knit community and we're upset that we're not getting the visibility, you know, compared yeah. to a lot of these saxophone players. So right. I'm just, I'm, right. I'm, I'm being halfway funny, but I'm being serious too. I'm like, well, there's a lot of great trumpet players out here and we just all also want the opportunity to, 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 to be in front of the, to, to entertain your fans and your people and make mm-hmm. your concerts, you know, the best they can be. Well, Miss Wanda is on the phone. Let me let her chime in. Hi, Wanda. Hi, Terry. Hello. Well, hello, up, Lynn, Wanda? my dear. Oh, my. How you doing? She, this is one of our favorite uh, supporters. Uh, she loves the music. She is who we make music for. This is she. She is the the prototypical uh, um, uh, fan and friend now. Uh, that that we make our music for because she appreciates it. She supports us. She puts us out there. She talks to the, her her uh, group of fans. She even comes and visits us uh, out in L.A. when we're doing uh, when we're doing uh, business stuff, you know. And she comes in and and visits us. So you know we're grateful for 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 you, Wanda. And we just from the bottom of my heart, all of everybody, you know, we appreciate what you do, and uh, and we're just we've got a lot of love for you, Wanda. Oh wow! Now you just made my head swell. Uh oh! Uh oh! <laughs> now I got the big. I didn't mean head. to do that. I was just being honest. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, but I yes, I called to put my I approve. <laughs> I approve stronger still because I just called it when I was listening to it earlier on my little Amazon app. I called it grown folks music. Because you added a different level of flavor than your previous releases. I can see and feel the difference. There is a difference. Some people might not think that, but whenever I listen to your music or all the artists' music, I listen to it very, very close so I can feel it. And I feel that there's a different flavor. You've grown You've grown to this level. I have all of, and you told me one day, Lynn, you said, you're the first person I've ever met with all my music. Yeah, yes, I have all you of your music because and you brought it out to the show. You brought it out to the show to prove it and wanted me to sign it. And I'm so appreciative and grateful for that. Well, I appreciate that. Well, you just keep on making music, but I got one question. I would love, it's not really a question, it's a statement. I would love for you, LeBron, and Nicholas to create, produce the most fabulous album in the world. And I know you can do it. We we can do it. We can do it. We've actually talked about that. I know that. you can do it. And that, that, that might be in the works. There might be a lot of collaborations in the works. That might be one Good. of them. Good. Good. I've been I've been wanting to tell you this for a long time. And today I decided let me just get this out there so whoever's listening, you, Mike, Terry, your producers, everybody can hear what I have to say. And I want you all to do that. And I promise well, we you we are we're gonna do that. I know I know Nicholas is about to he's in the in the studio in the lab. He's about to come out with a gem. Uh, I know LeBron. I've heard a couple of his uh, 
Actually, I've heard a few of his songs. He's working with Nicholas. He's working with Julian Bond. Yeah, and they're yep. putting they're putting some they're putting some fire together. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of fire brewing uh, in, yeah. in this industry. You know, we got my man David P. Stevens. He's over there creating mm-hmm. some fire. So we've got we we're we're talking about that because the collaborations are are you know that's the thing of the future. That's what we want to do. You know, the rappers aren't ashamed, aren't unashamed to do it. I mean, you have you know Drake right. on everybody's record. You have. Mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj is on everybody's record. You got the weekend on everybody's record. Everybody's on everybody's record, and they're doing all these collabs. So, you know, why can't we do it, and why shouldn't we be doing it? So you just you yeah. touched on it, Wanda, but you know it's uh, it's already in the works. Well, I would also like to add, but you all would talk. I've also been talking to a lot of the festivals, the whoever put the festivals together, and I remind them there are trumpet players that belong on these. Festivals. Yes, everybody knows I love that. <laughs> but I want to see more trumpet players. More trumpet players, yeah. More, and yes. there's more trumpet players than just Rick Braun. Rick Braun, we love Rick Braun. That's, yes. that's my, yes, that's my big brother. My that's my big brother. And he's, I still, yes. you know, I'm afraid when I see him on a festival because there's nothing I can do. To, uh, to to match the few enthusiasm, the ferocity, the joy that he exudes on stage. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, if you can have four or five saxophone players on the show, you can at least have two trumpet players or a trumpet mm-hmm. player on the show. That's something. I appreciate you saying that. Yes. So, you know, I support all of you. I have friends who only like one artist. <laughs> I love I love all of you because you produce the music that I truly love. And I'm always, I have a list right now of like 40 artists that are in the studio, releasing, get ready to work on. I keep up with you all, whether you know it or not. <laughs> we thank you. We, we do thank you. And that's why I said we, we know welcome. somebody's watching. We know somebody's watching. That's why we got to keep this music strong. We got to keep it, you know, yes. flavorful. And we have to do right by the music. If we don't do right by the music, then, you know, we're not doing right by 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 you and people like yourself. That's right. Well, I appreciate that. Well, I'm going to let you all go because you know what? We could talk about this thing all day. Thank you, Lauren. And, Lynn, it was such a pleasure to see you at NAM and all the ar- other artists that I had never met in my life. It just gave me the thrill of victory to just meet oh. all of you in one spot. Yeah. Well, that's why we go. Was, we, sometimes we haven't, we haven't, if we see each other, you know, it's in passing or, you know, they're on, on the same show, but they're never on, we're never on at the same time. So we rarely see each other. We kind of come and go, but name is just a good time to kind of hang out and, and get to know each other and, you know, Share share war stories as, as as it would be, or or plot collabs. You know, it's a lot. It's a good time. So you actually see the mm-hmm. the inner workings of how we actually get together. So I'm I'm glad to have seen you out there as well. Yes, I was, I, I truly enjoyed it. It was it was the best of 2018 for me. My 2018 2018 started out great when I went to that Nam convention. It just gave me the Inside scoop of all the artists, all the instruments, and I'm still high. <laughs> I haven't come down yet. <laughs> but 
I'm not going to let you all go, but just remember, I approve. I put my stamp of approval on Stronger Steel because it's a great project. I love it. I truly love it. Thank you, Wanda. Thank you for calling. Yes. You're welcome. I'll talk to you all later. Bye, Michael. All right. Okay, now, Miss Wanda. All right. Okay, Joe. Bye. Joe and Jonathan. I had a question for Lynn. I, I wanted I wanted to ask Lynn a question for old time's sake and everything. Um, uh, Lynn, I, I know that you just did a um, a show over in Dubai uh, and everything, and I wanted to know what was your experience like playing over there, and what was their reception to you over there, and uh, as far as the music, and as far as like you said, because a lot of guys that go overseas, they normally see keyboardists, saxophonists, and things like that. They never get to see a a, a trumpeter with 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 the soul and the energy that you bring. So how was that experience and the reception that they gave you over there? Well, first of all, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. secret. I, my, I should have had a, a wardrobe adjustment. I went over there with a leather jacket on stage, and I almost <laughs> burned up to death. It was coming from Detroit, and I said, it would be cool to have a leather jacket on stage, and it's, I forgot we're in the desert over in Dubai. And I didn't have another outfit, so I had to wear that leather jacket. But no, it was uh, it was a heck of an experience. My second time doing that uh, that series, but this time the series because it was a part of the big major Dubai Jazz Fest. There was a lot of stuff going. It was a two week festival, and sometimes it took away from the jazz portion of of the Dubai Fest. Um, so they decided to, to do a monthly thing and have one uh, one show every month leading up to the festival. And so when I got there. Uh, it, it was just, it was, I would say, boom, that's about 5,000 people out there. And uh, they were all, it, they were all engaged. They were all, the, the sound was great. Uh, the, the, the ambiance was great. They came and set that stage up at a, at a, at a hotel and, and they, they had this whole back area in the hotel sound stage and they built everything up and uh, the people were just great. I used, uh, 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 brought uh, Miss Beth Griffith, who uh, is the, the daughter of Johnny Griffith, who was a, a Motown legend, was in the uh, uh, you know recorded on ninety percent of the Motown hit um, uh, at Milltown Music Factory. But I, I took took her over there, and you know as, as as my guest vocalist, and I took Nathan Mitchell, uh, my keyboard player, MD, over there as well, and uh, we just had a great time, and we were very very well received. Those people were astounded with level of soul and energy that was exuding from the stage we were very very well treated um and uh it just it just felt again when you treat artists when you treat when we're treated well we want to we we, we we owe it to you anyway and regardless of how we're treated but it's even that much better when when the, when the atmosphere is just welcoming mm-hmm. and that's what it was over in dubai and, and that was just a heck of an experience the whole experience was it was just uh, again, of life altering, and the same thing when when I went to uh, when I went to Africa the year before, um, played the Soul Safari in Uganda to to some ten thousand people. Um, it was it's just the, the the hunger for the music over there is is just it seems I, I don't know it's just a little different. You know, we're so used to the music over here. I guess sometimes you know people can be a little aloof. Um, and people are excited about the music, but there. People were, you know, jumping out of their seats and, and they wouldn't sit down. And, and, you know, I was there for hours and hours and hours after the show, signing autographs and speaking with people and talking to people. And it was just, it was just such a great feeling to know that, you know, my uh, a, a guy from from Detroit, you know, a little 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 basement making music, 
uh, you know, would touch so many people, a whole continent of uh, somewhere thousands and thousands of miles away. So it was just, it was, it was an awesome experience. And again, it's validation, just like the number one hit. It's a validation that, you know, the things and I questioned myself, was I doing this? Should I be doing this? Is this the right line of work? Should I change to do something else? Am I making the right songs? Is this, all of that is validation that what I'm doing is, is touching somebody, you know, you want to call in and, you know, it's, it's so you know, sometimes we can get discouraged as musicians, you know, were we doing the right thing? Are we making good music? Well, you're touching somebody, making somebody mm-hmm. feel good. And, and mm-hmm. that's validation to just keep moving forward. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was great, man. I don't have enough, enough to say about how, how we were treated uh, over there. Mm. Okay. Um, Joe in Germany uh, posted a comment in the chat room I wanted to let you know of. He says, speaking of collaborations, we must not forget Althea Renee. I really like the songs he recorded with her. Oh, yeah. Althea almost uh, was on this record, but we couldn't, we, couldn't, we couldn't align ourselves with this record. But she's been on two of my other records, and I appeared on two of her records. I was on her live uh, project, and I was, I'm on this latest project that came out. And she and I are actually doing a show together in a couple months. We just we just played together in Chicago, so you know we we cross paths a lot. Um, and uh, and uh, it's something about the trumpet and the flute sound because they're pitched the same, uh, yeah. but you know they complement each other because of the, the the airy sounds that I've learned in my production um, just works well. So you know I always love to have a so I have another song on Soul Funky with Kim Scott. Another great uh, flautist, uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's my sister. Althea is my sister, and you know we we there's a lot of things, lot more things to come with, with Althea and I and the collaborations. I, I I helped produce one of her other songs, Delicious, uh, did well on the radio. So we're working together. Probably gonna produce some things on this on her next coming up, upcoming album. And again, she'll always be uh, she'll always have a, a spot on my albums. Mm, all right. All right, Lynn. Um, let everyone know uh, where you're playing next and then where they can find you on social media. Well, uh, the social media part is easy. I mean, I can find out where I'm playing exactly uh, from. You can start off at lynnroundtreemusic.com. It's Lynn, L-I-N, Roundtree with no D, roundtreemusic.com. And from there, uh, you know, I've got a, uh, got all the social media platforms. I've got uh, Facebook page. I've got Instagram. I've got Twitter. I haven't really gotten into Snapchat yet. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not really familiar with the, the that platform. But all the other major platforms I'm, I'm on. And then you know, you can go on my website and see all of the projects that I've uh, I've done. And it takes you right to you know Google, Amazon, or iTunes. Uh, you can get hard copies, digital copies. Also, uh, my schedule is on there. A couple good things I've got coming up. I've got uh, got some shows in in in, uh, in in Virginia, Maryland area. I've got uh, a show coming up with Althea again here in Southfield, Michigan. Uh, I've got uh, Cabo uh, Jazz Fest, Lux Life Jazz Fest down in Cabo San Lucas uh, down in November, and uh, we're, we're doing a lot of good things, putting a lot of good shows together. I'll be in uh, uh, Atlanta at uh, St. James Live coming up um, and you know, we've got some other things in the works coming up, maybe North Carolina, probably see me down in Florida. Uh, you'll definitely see me out in Chicago again. So, you know, we got some good stuff coming out West coast, you know, we're trying, which we're, we're plugging away at the West coast. We might have some good stuff brewing out there as well. So I just encourage everybody to stay, you know, close to my website and my schedule uh, because these dates are coming and they're added fast. I try to announce it, but 
the best way to, to just keep up with me is just to keep on keep 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 checking back with me, and then sign up for my newsletter as well. You can um, go to my homepage. You can put your email address in, and that's one of the easiest ways as well to keep abreast of what I'm doing. So I send out a monthly newsletter as to what's going on with me and where I'm going to be. Okay. All right. I'm going to close the show with "In My Soul." Tell me about this one. Oh man, this is uh, this means a lot to me. Uh, this is a song that's, that I want dedicated to my my bass player. I lost him, the, the, the bass player that I brought out to Las Vegas, uh, that we had so much fun with. I just lost him last August, uh, suddenly passed away, and uh, uh, this was the last song that he ever recorded. Period, and the last song certainly recorded with me, um, and uh, uh, that's why I call it in my soul because you know his, his bass. You know, I'm, I'm a bass guy. I love listening. I love bass-heavy songs and bass-driven tunes. And uh, he was my music director, Kenny Mack. Kenny Mack Martin was my music director for 10 years. Uh, he and I traveled the world together, uh, and we played, recorded, recorded on a lot of my projects. And he was my heartbeat, basically, uh, especially on that stage. And he's going to be sorely, sorely missed. So this song uh, is the last song he played, uh, and, and, and I dedicated to him. And I got my man, Mr. Marcus Anderson, on this track because I felt like, you know, look, we, 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 we still, we still love our saxophone players, even though I kind of, you know, I'm trying to say not needing a saxophone player, but you know, you know, the saxophone players give, give, give a song a lot of emotion. And this guy in particular, not just saxophone player, but this, you know, guy, Marcus Anderson, my boy, I played on his, his, his tracks to play on some of his albums. And, you know, we've always talked about collaborating. I thought this would be a perfect sound. And when I have guest artists, I really, really think about, not just the instrument or not. I feel like, you know, is their flavor going to enhance the song is, mm-hmm. is what mm-hmm. they do right for this song. Some people are great players, great musicians, but they not, not necessarily be right for a certain situation is what I think of when I have a guest artist appear. Are they right for this situation? And Mark Sanderson was perfect for the situation. And, uh, you know, uh, Frank Simmons, my keyboard player, I play with a lot. He, he plays live on this, on this song and another, Drummer named Ron Otis who played a lot of my oh, uh, yeah. Jesse Travis yeah. with Earl Clue and uh, ET's uh, Charles with Kim, uh, the artist uh, all the time is also playing live drums on this track. So uh, okay. it means a lot to me. It's, it, it, uh, but you can hear the bass in this song. Definitely is the bass driven song. But this also harkens back to my my love of of nineties uh, R and B. You know, my Joe to see and all those those groups. The the the, the early R Kelly. R Kelly's still around. But a lot of these young kids don't know R Kelly with the twelve play and all that stuff. You know, and 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 uh, you know, uh, born into the nineties. You know, that's my whole flavor. Teddy Riley, all that stuff. But that's what this song kind of kind of. I, I wrote this song with that in mind. My love of of that R and B, that deep deep soulful R and B man. So I hope you guys okay. do enjoy in my soul. All right, all right. Thank you again, Lynn. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you again. Oh no, I appreciate the opportunity you give all of us to to to, to you know, expose us to all your listeners and fans and and people alike. So I appreciate it. Much love to you. Thank you. Oh, right back at you, Mike. Thanks for calling in, Miss Wanda. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Joe in Germany. Thanks for hanging out in the chat room. Um, <laughs> You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. The Jazz Queen. This is In My Soul from Lynn's brand new CD, Stronger Still. Definitely check that out and have a great day. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Follow the Jazz Queen on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen on Facebook and Instagram at Talking Smooth Jazz. And visit the website, TalkingSmoothJazz.com.